0: mm mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah,
1: what's up, everybody? It's Patrick. So before you get into this common sense podcast episode, I gotta tell you something that's really important. We recorded this episode maybe two weeks ago, and we had collectively decided that we would bring the show back for one episode a month um, and so in this episode, you will hear us discuss that change, but we changed our minds last week. So, um, disregard that and know that you will get Common Sense Podcasts at the beginning of the month, and you will get Common Sense Podcasts again at the end of the month. And in between all of that, you'll get some other incredible content that I cannot wait for you guys to hear and see. So, gotta let you know that. Now, let's get started with this episode.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I can do anything, mm-hmm, yeah, hell no, hell no, hell no, hell no, I can do anything,
1: yeah, hell no, hell no, hell no, hell no, <laughs> why are you, <laughs> I don't know, hello everybody and welcome back to the Common Sense Podcast, my name is
0: and I'm Antonia.
1: And we are back up in this thing again. Now listen, hold on. I know that we said <laughs> we were done. We wrote an open letter. We made an a, a emotional Instagram post, a Twitter post. We said, thank you. We celebrated 40 listens. We celebrated 100, oh, not yet, 40 episodes, 70,000 listens. And then we said goodnight. But, (laughs) we're rusty, but we're back again. We're back. We're back. We're back. We're back. back. Honestly, and I don't know about you, Antonia, but... um, We got a lot of messages from our amazing listeners who talked about how much, you know, the show on top of people who, you know, finding the show for the first time. And it was just like, you know, I'm often surprised every time somebody say that they listen, like every time I'm like, I actually listen to your show. I'm like, what? Like tears, (laughs) (laughs) you know, um, and so we had to bring it back for a new school year. How you feeling, Antonia?
0: I think we're being millennials who don't know what they want to do. I'm excited to bring <laughs> it back, though. Um, yes. Ex- especially because both of us are on not entirely—well, you are—on entirely new journeys. And— It would be nice to hear like the experience of a fifth year teacher because you know that fifth year is when allegedly most people don't return. Um, So yeah, it'd be interesting to see what your year is like and then what my fourth year is like. Um, Especially because I get to return for the third year to kindergarten, and they say after you've teach you've taught a grade for three years, like you kind of know what you're doing. And I definitely feel that way, but I'm excited to see if I feel that way throughout the entire school year. So I'm excited to share again throughout the year
1: (laughs) now people we gotta have a we gotta have a talk so listen closely take a deep breath so as you know um by now because this episode is coming out um you know i would have launched you know good trouble media by now um Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, And the reason why I launched that is, you know, simply because of the impact of this podcast and people um, wanting to hear from educators and me wanting to, you know, sort of set out to make education this international priority um, through storytelling. And so we have, and I'll talk about this more in a second, but there are more shows coming out. Um, Which means that you won't get Common Sense Podcasts every week. Take a deep breath. Take a deep breath. (sighs) (sighs) Okay? You will get Common Sense Podcasts once a month. Okay?
0: Once a month?
1: (laughs) But we're not going to leave you hanging. We're not going to leave you hanging. Um, The other three weeks will be... Other shows that you'll hear about, um, probably on a commercial or ad throughout this episode, um, that will kind of be in place of that. So we're giving you variety now. It's almost like, um, uh, like a TV network, but I don't want to say it like that big. But it's almost like own. And instead of getting one show every week, you're getting multiple shows. Each
0: week, you understand? Okay, I'll I'll let it fly. I'm not
1: Oprah at all. I'm not Oprah. I'm not saying that. I'm just making. First of all, project it. Come on, speak into the future. That's this. You know, Oprah without all the problematic money. (laughs) Oprah without all the problematic money. You know, donations that she makes.
0: Or the private Um, highways.
1: Or the private highways. Wait, highways? Did you say highways?
0: Or street? There's something in Hawaii that she shut off. And people had to use it to evacuate. And they were like, oh, thank you, Oprah. But in reality, Oprah, you have no reason to own a street, highway, right. whatever. And,
1: so, and yeah. then, you know, the donation to the uh, Parkland Kids, but not to Black Lives Matter. To Ron Clark Academy and them, but not to...
0: Or how okay, she thought... Sorry, sorry she we're on a tangent. By... So,
1: sorry, Talking we're on me. a tangent. Okay. Not, so... Different shows every week. Common Sense Podcast will be one of those shows that you get every week. So you'll hear from us, but not in the same way. Stick with us, though, because uh, we're on a mission. Okay? Breathe. And now we can get back into it. So any good news? How was your summer?
0: It wasn't long enough, unfortunately. I, I feel like I had a really great summer. Um... I quit that summer job that I should not have picked up. I traveled to Colombia, loved Colombia. Um, what else did I do? I don't know. I read a lot. Mm. I secured new partnerships with more publishing houses. Um, yeah, Ooh. it was it was a good summer.
1: Famous,
0: I a little <laughs> bit anyway. <laughs> I I have a funny story like really quickly about the summer job, but everyone was like, do not take a summer job. Don't do it. Don't do it. And I was like, eh, whatever. It's just two days. It's a few hours. Well, like for the month of July, the lady was like, oh, well, you know, what can you work in July? And at that point I was realizing I didn't want to work. I just wanted to wake up at 11 o'clock and take a nap again at 12 and then go sit by the pool. And so I gave her all these dates I couldn't work. And it came down to where I could only work like three days in July. And after I came back from Colombia, she was like, "Okay, well, text me, and we'll see if we need you." And so when I got back, I texted her, and I was like, "Just making sure that y'all can manage the rest of the summer without me." And she responded, and she was like, "No." Did you really and say then that? She was like, "Oh, <laughs> I did." <laughs> what that do you is... mean?
1: That's so what? you. I didn't mean so to. Oh. <laughs> Oh God. So forward.
0: I have a tendency of like phrasing what I want to happen as a question and I'm really, really working on it. Anyway, she responded. She was like, no. And I got stressed because I was not planning to show up to your job on the next day. And then she came back and she was like, oh, sorry, wrong text. I need to check the calendar. Well, she didn't check the calendar in time. So I didn't go in Tuesday. And then Wednesday, she texted me and was like, "Thanks for checking in. Think we can manage for the rest of the summer." And I've just been chilling since. So, moral of the story is: Antonia will never ever sign up for another summer job because she she is not interested, Period. and she gets paid throughout the summer. So, but what about you?
1: <laughs> Thank you for that good news. Um, let's see. I had a pretty busy summer. Um, I too worked a summer job. In D.C., I worked at a leadership conference um, that was out of the Marriott Hotel at the University of Maryland. And so these students, yes, so I lived in a hotel all summer. What's up? Anyway, so okay. uh, probably about 300 kids from all across the country came to D.C. every week for this six-day leadership conference in which we really dived into what it means to be a leader, how you know, what are their values, and how do we like change the world through like this US history context, you know? Which to me, uh, you know, <laughs> is a little problematic, but what can I say? Uh, well, um uh this was my first summer teaching um white kids.
0: Right out the gate, huh? <laughs> so,
1: um and I'll be honest, I was a little bit nervous because um, I had my own, you know, preconceived notions, if you will. And um, but here's w- w- what I learned. What what I learned was that um, you know all students benefit from having a black male teacher. Yes. Um, all students. It is really beneficial for not only black students to see themselves and their teacher, but it's also important for white students uh to see black male figures in an authority role um, <laughs> and um and in a positive role as well um and so uh there were many opportunities in which I you know had conversations with students about, you know, a wide variety of issues. And I think one thing that stood out for me was having a conversation with a student, a white male student from Arkansas. And he was right out the gate saying to me, Antonia, like, yo, Black Lives Matter is, you know, an organization that, you know, is very intentional about ruining the reputation of cops Okay. And they keep okay. and they keep posting these videos and they keep on doing this thing where they posting like 10 15 seconds of a video and it's going viral and they're going on CNN and they're doing all this stuff only to say like uh 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 you know cops are bad but not all cops are bad and all this stuff you know. So I so that was this was the first time I had actually come in contact with someone who actually had this, you know, mindset in view. Um, and so I was very intentional on how I approached it because, you know, it was really important for me, you know, and a, it was a and it was a, a new challenge, you know? So I'm like, okay, how am I going to a- approach this? I could school him with all the facts, you know, and let him know about the disparity and the inequality. Um and the history between black people and pol- you know throughout our hundreds of years um but my main strategy or... was to, to to just listen to him, and I wanted him to just kind of get it all out and as he spoke um I would interject here and there with like history, you know what I'm saying Well, you know black people and uh, and police do not have <laughs> the uh uh, uh a good relationship. Um, you know, let's talk about, you know, something that you may re- obviously remember. I said, so let's go back to like, you know, Montgomery, Alabama. Let's like, let's talk about that because you, cause, cause, cause you probably know that. And I said, those people are still alive, you know? <laughs> so it's like the relationship between cops and, you know, black people. I said, even if you go back to slavery from the very moment that we stepped here, you know, stepped on this um on this content without the choice, you know? And he said, well, I know about slavery. And I said, I said, yeah. And I said, that like, that's a real experience that you will never ever have to think about. But um, in between all of that, I just kept saying, oh my, you know, we're having such a good discussion. Oh man. Like we're really talking towards one another. Like I'm really learning something from you. And I really was, (laughs) I was actually learning something from this Uh young man, which was that, he very much have the like he has a strong belief that black lives matter like intentionally goes out of their way to 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 destroy the reputation of, of the police force you know that's his experience he also said yo uh you know he said he gets bullied by black kids because he's on one of the only white kids in his neighborhood okay I'm not gonna argue with it that's your experience that's your experience but I just kept Pointing out, like this is the relationship um, that me, that you and I have. We disagree with with one another, but we're still talking. You know what I'm saying? Like we like like we don't see eye to eye right now, but we're still talking. We're very different from one another. We come from different communities. We look different. We have different experiences, but we're still having a conversation. And my <clears throat> idea and my goal for doing that was that hopefully he can you know sort of bring down like the tenseness of it all uh, um uh he can take that back to to his you know community and say like i actually had a conversation with somebody who is a part of the black lives matter movement and i learned something you know this story is going on really long but um so <laughs> he said um uh wait i i just lost it yep and from there Okay. Shame. And so then, be, because I only have six days with him, right? And it hopes that he can then have a conversation with somebody who has more time with him back at home, you know? So, uh, funny thing, long story short, six days later, he he came to me. And he like had this realization about how he went home, and he looked up this information about Black Lives Matter, and he you know, had this new realization that it's not what he thought, and that he's going to do more reading and research. And he created this whole organization throughout the project to bridge the relationships between um, the police and the people that they serve. So why is that good news? Because that was one of the moments that proved to me that I am supposed to be doing this work especially when just two months ago I said I was done you know like when I came back from Qatar I said I don't think I'm yeah, supposed to be here anymore I had a great time teaching but I'm done I'm over it I can't do anything else so um by this time you should know that I am back in the city of Detroit
0: I don't understand why
1: are you hating on Detroit
0: I'm just hanging on the weather. That is,
1: um, I don't know hater. how Hater, we got a hater. She does not know how to function with 12 inches of snow. It's okay. Um, why would you want to? <laughs> you 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 learn to find the beauty in things you can't control. Um, <laughs> but,
0: okay. I mean, we
1: we just can't. Global warming and, and all things. Okay, Tumblr <laughs> Tumblr folks. <laughs> i don't know where that came from it just kind of came out anyway i have to wrap this up it's going on too long um i am back in the city of detroit i am excited to be transitioning into middle school now so i'm going to be teaching sixth grade ela in the fall i'm nervous but i'm excited i get to teach an all boys advisory so it still gives me you know the all boys feel which i loved at the school that i used to work at um and i get to teach sixth grade ELA, so i get the chance to carry over the incredible conversations that i had over the summer with those sixth and seventh graders um to my new job here so yeah i'm thrilled good news Sixth, sixth grade. grade. Smelly, moody, hormonal, um cocky one day, insecure the next. Um
0: <laughs> Okay, before we get into the topic, what, what are you certified to teach? Like what is your range? K through
1: six ELA. I'm sorry, K through six I am a oh, okay. I'm a one through six elementary general. Um, but my certification is um K through f- Well, my Michigan certification now is K through five elementary, and then K through eight ELA.
0: Yeah. Oh, okay. I was just curious. People are like, "Oh, go back in, take this test and this test," and I'm just like, "Nope," because that means y'all can move me. I am not interested.
1: Are you just certified to teach ECE?
0: No, I'm certified K through or pre K through six, but I have no interest in doing like. If I wanted to teach middle school or intermediate, I'd have to go take our fourth through eight test. And I have no interest Andrea, in doing that. You look like that, a sixth grader. Even though I do at some point. <laughs> exactly. So I'm not even trying to sign up for that. <laughs>
1: Don't even do that to yourself. No, thank you. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So we're back, guys. We're feeling refreshed. It was a rough year, but it's a new year. And you know what that means. We are about to leave some things behind.
0: So I don't really remember what I left behind last year. I have vague memories of like a dojo conversation, yes. right?
1: Wait, but do you Is also that... remember? Sorry. Okay. Do you also remember that dojo contacted me?
0: I, and then I they, do and remember then that. Stayed? Okay. Yeah. sorry. Okay. You know, it's funny that you mentioned that because another group followed that. Okay, whatever. Um, So last year, we left some stuff behind. And if you're growing like we all should be, um, then we're naturally going to leave things behind each year as we like grow and reflect on our process and realize, you know, maybe I shouldn't have done that with this group. Or maybe you've learned about something new that's out there, right? Um, So we're both going to share two things we're leaving behind. Yes. one of mine is really childish and funny. So I'm excited to hear I what yours are. I hope they're the same thing. Do you want to share your personal <laughs> one? I hope they aren't.
1: <laughs> All right. The first thing that I am leaving behind are, well, is, well, get your, get your subject verb agreement together. The first thing I'm leaving behind is um, something that I have been kind of taught to use. A lot of teachers use them. Um, And I started to get away from them in year three um, and year four, but uh, I didn't really get a chance to truly commit to it. And that is the one and only leveled library. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, For those folks who are not teachers and who are listening, um, you know that most kids have a reading level. And most teachers have a library that is organized by that reading level so that when students are ready to read independently, they can go and pick a book that is um you know aligned to their specific reading level and therefore they have a quote unquote just e not reading. Yes. Okay, we're on the same page as normal.
0: I I'm feeling like I should have guessed you would say that because we <laughs> talked about this recently but I had no idea um I was fortunate enough to the last two years have been told not to have a leveled library in my classroom and I'm going back somewhere where they want those and it's just it's going to be interesting because I don't believe in them because you don't walk into Barnes and Noble and ask for really level T books
1: or, or public library doesn't exist at that, right but here's the real reason why, the the real and plain reason why I want to, you know, sort of get rid of the leveled library is because we want to teach a love of reading, right? Like we want students to truly fall in love with grabbing a book that they want to read and committing. I don't want them to be... Uh, restricted on the types of books that they can read because of their reading level. And, you know, like you may be a level H and you want to still tackle Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. And, 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 you know what I'm saying? Because it's something that you've really, that you're really, really interested in. You know what I'm saying? Um, Or you've seen the movie and it's like, I have to read this because I've seen this. I want students to, fall in love with reading as opposed to doing things for compliance. And I truly believe that when you level a library, when your library is, is, is leveled um, that reading then becomes teacher centered um, because students can't move their levels when they want. They move it when you test them. You understand? And so uh, organizing books by genre and then actually teaching students like yo this is how you find a book that you like a book that you want to commit to a book you want to settle down with okay maybe that's too much but <laughs> okay. okay you're doing it right, um, but you know this is how you actually you know find that 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 just right book for you as opposed to organizing the book by alphabet letters
0: Now, if you have to have a leveled library, I feel like a happy medium would be to, what word am I looking for, Um, to appease admin. Maybe you have three or four bins that have a leveled library, right? And then the rest of your books are out the way that you want them to be set out. Obviously, we're not recommending that anyone get written up for our suggestions, um, (laughs) though we may be willing to take, not this year. Um, So... (laughs) If you have to have a leveled library, play the game for a little while, right, and just maybe slowly inch books out into genre buckets or by topic or however you choose to. Look at us being to. good
1: this year! i so proud of us. We're doing such such a good job. Um, I'm trying, how about you? Child. What are you leaving behind?
0: I'm leaving behind a 25 minute commute. That's the one I said was childish. And I'm excited about it because that means I can actually sh- no, no, stop. Really? Last year, I remember. Yes, listen. Uh, don't talk to you. Know me how to listen? Like that.
1: <laughs> you are not ready for the new school year. <laughs> oh, you! I'm putting your clip down to red, Miss. Go ahead. Sorry. People are gonna really misunderstand that they're gonna misread really that. Lo- we left clips too.
0: We moved we left clips two years ago, but you know, whatever. Um I learned that I do really, really enjoy getting to work early and I like the peace and quiet and being able to play music and drink coffee and have a slow start to my day. But at where I was the last two years, I was not willing to leave home as early as I needed to in order to do that. Um, and because I no longer have a twenty five minute commute, I can leave home at a reasonable time and still have that quiet entry to my day, which makes me a lot calmer and more patient during the day with children. Um, it also means that I will get home about ninety minutes wow. earlier each day. Um, because of the because of the start and end times. Um And the commute being factored in. So I'm actually really excited to be leaving that commute away. um, And as childish and frivolous as it sounds, it means I'm saving money on gas. I'm spending less time sitting in my car. And I can just do more things that I enjoy. Which makes me a happier teacher.
1: My last and final thing that I am leaving behind is... Drumroll. Fighting every.
0: I am so proud of you.
1: I'm growing up. So proud. I'm growing up in the teacher world.
0: You are. Yeah,
1: so you know me, I care a lot about my career, I care a lot about my kids, I care a lot about myself. I care I just care a, a lot, you know? And when I see things happen in schools that are obviously wrong. Like I have to Pick that battle and I got to fight it head to head. No matter what the consequences are, no matter who I'm going up against, if it's a teacher, a principal, superintendent, let's get it. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm doing this on behalf of my students. Um, but I learned that when I fought every battle, I was not doing it strategically. I was just doing it emotionally. And the emotions are important because the emotions kind of push you to, it, the emotions give you courage to do what you got to do, right? Um, but I wasn't doing it strategically and it was exhausting me. So um, I'd made the decision this year to really choose the battles that I want to fight. Um, if if there are any, because I'm going into a new school, so it might be really, really great. but. Um, we're in, a, we're in the education world, so we know that there's always room to improve. But whenever I find out what that is, I want to be able to approach it strategically, um, use my resources and the relationships that I've built, because I learned that school change is one of the hardest things that can possibly happen on anybody's level. You know what I'm saying? Like to change a school takes a lot of skill and it takes patience, you know, and I can't just walk up and say, change this because, you know, that just has not worked for me for four years. Um, it has led me to quit jobs. It has led me to be fired from jobs. It has led me to cry, emotional, like you know, have emotional spells at work. It has cried me or crying. It has pushed me to like question my role in the teaching profession because I'm spreading myself too thin trying to teach and like fight all these battles. So I'm going to be strategic this year. I'm going to figure out. Uh, What specific change I'm going to be making, and I'm going to take care of myself. um, So I'm not fighting everybody.
0: I am so proud of you. Look at that growth. Yes,
1: God is good.
0: It's amazing. Amen. Amen. Um, The second thing I'm leaving behind is or are. I'm not sure which one it would be, which means I've been out of school for too long. Um, Whoa. Classroom agreements. Oh. So.
1: Wow. I don't know. I was not expecting that. <coughs> okay. Okay. Walk me through uh, it.
0: I've been talking and reading and thinking really, really hard and deeply about, ways that we can honor children and how I feel as an adult when I walk into spaces and things have already been decided for me, or when I can tell that I'm being forced to agree to something I don't agree with. Um, and there are two amazing educators that I follow on Twitter. Um, one of them is Marion Dingle. She teaches in the Atlanta area. Um, and then the other one is Jess Lifshitz, Lifshitz. I'm not sure how to pronounce her name. I'm so sorry if I mispronounce it. Um, but last year, they shared a lot about coming to, to like mm. a general consensus about how you want your classroom to feel. And instead of focusing on expectations and agreements, um, throughout time, Marion was able to, with her students, reach a class statement. And so everything that the children had come up with, they were able to embody in one wow. sentence. And that sentence was, we will take care of each other. Um and I think that was really, it was really powerful. And saying that we would take care of each other covers like a multitude of situations that could happen in the classroom. Um, and mm. it's something that children can remember if they As reach that on their own. Rules. And so I'm, Jess has, yeah. Um, and I I only had like three or four agreements that we reached this year. But, you know, obviously they were really teacher guided. Um, and. Because I'm, as I'm growing as an educator, I'm giving children more and more freedom. It's like um, freedom within limits. Um, I'm finding that like we we just have to trust children. Children know how they want to be treated. Adults know how they want to be treated. So why do we not honor them as full humans with expectations of how they should be treated when they walk into a space? Right. Um, so I don't know how long it'll take in kindergarten. I don't know what it'll look like, but I'm excited to try to reach. A classroom statement. Um, and instead of saying, like last year outside of my door, I had welcome to our classroom. And it was written in all the languages that were spoken in my classroom. My goal this year is to kind of model after what Marion did, which was to take the language portion and model or not model, but translate Mm. the class statement into all the languages spoken in the classroom. Um, So it's just taking it one step further and then posting it outside the door so that when people are coming into our classroom, they know what agreement we've reached as a class community or as a community. And we need you to honor that when you come into our classroom because we're all holding each other accountable to that. So it'd be really easy, like if a child is not being like kind with their hands or feet. It's just like, are we taking mm. care of each other? Like, is this what you want someone to do to your body? Or is this what you would want someone to, you know? So I, I, like I said, I don't know what it looks like. I don't know if I'll abandon the idea and go back to agreements, but I'm willing to try and I'm excited to try. Um, because I just believe young children have so much to teach us as adults. And if I can just tune into what they have to say and what they bring to the class, um, then I I think it'll be amazing and hopefully it goes off sure. without, well, it won't go off without a hitch, right? There'll be some struggle along the way, but if it goes well, I, I, I I'm just excited also to come back and be able to share about that it. That
1: classroom agreement has nothing well, uh, separate from routines and procedures. So like, you know, your routines and procedures to me, um, should be supported by whatever the mantra is of the class as opposed to your class agreement and your class rules being like raise your two fingers when you're ready to use the bathroom and you know what I'm saying be like the agreement from what I'm hearing is like a real life thing that embodies that you know that is embodied by every single member of your class and that they can take with them wherever they go like if I learn I learned this one thing and my kindergarten class, which was we take care of each other and I'm going to take care of everybody wherever I go, right? Is that-
0: Isn't that beautiful? Like, but shift, like, I hadn't even thought that far, but it would carry on to outside the classroom. So, I don't know. I'm just excited mm. for what these these children will teach me this yeah, year. Yeah, it's
1: going to be a really exciting year, um, full of new challenges because we're both in new schools, um, new city for me. Um, I'm back home and everything that we left behind, we're still carrying that on. <laughs> uh, we we didn't bring in- anything yes. back, but um, this is great. That really is making me think. Um, but now we want to know what you think. So what are you going to leave behind this school year? Um, tag us on Instagram and let us know um and we're gonna take a right we're gonna take a break and we'll be right back i'm rusty Mm -hmm,
0: mm -hmm. yeah
1: hey everybody it's patrick and as you know common sense podcast is now a part of good trouble media oh yeah (laughs) i have just a quick announcement as you know common sense podcast won't be back next week But in the meantime, we have some incredible content that you guys are going to love. Next week on September 9th, you are going to get Edu2020, our visual podcast that breaks down which presidential candidate is going to be the best for America's schools. On September 16th, you're getting the first episode of The First Five which is another visual podcast that really chronicles the lives of educators from all across the country and their first five years of teaching. And I'm telling y'all, this episode is fire. Um, I probably would never say fire again. <laughs> on September 23rd, we're back with another episode of Edu2020. And then on September 30th, Common Sense Podcast is going to end out the month. So, we have some incredible things happening at Good Trouble Media. And we are so glad that you are subscribed to all of our things. So, we'll see you next week. And now, let's get back to the show. Mm -mm 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 -mm. Yeah. And we are back. If you have a question, you can send those questions to www.commonsensepod.com or you can send them straight to our emails at commonsensepod at gmail.com uh we don't have any questions this week because we told y'all we weren't coming back
0: yikes so
1: (laughs) and it's a surprise that we're even coming back on the air so uh we don't have any questions this week but now is your opportunity right now so go ahead and send us a question that you want us to answer, and we will be back uh, again at www.commonsensepod.com or send them to our email at commonsensepod@gmail.com. at gmail.com. We may not have any questions, but we do have a quote.
0: Our quote this week comes from the legendary Toni Morrison. Period. I mean, how else could you describe her? Thank you. (laughs) She said, I tell my students, when you get these jobs that you have been so brilliantly trained for, just remember that your real job is that if you are free, you need to free somebody else. If you have some power, then your job is to empower somebody else. It just makes me think about how, I don't know, I feel like when I learn something, I have to tell everybody, right? Like because wealth should not be commodi—I mean, not wealth, but knowledge should not be commodified and sold, and it should be accessible to everyone. So if I learned something that made somebody better and and or that made me better, and it's helping me help children and help us like get one step closer to what education should and could look and feel like, then I feel like I need to tell everyone.
1: This makes me contemplate on like how that'll happen. So like, how do I plan on empowering people? Um, like how do I plan to sort of pass the torch, you know? Um, and I really wanted to do a lot more listening to my students this year before I started teaching them. Um, and like really setting the groundwork that we are a community, we are doing this thing together. Um, I'm just a facilitator, um, of the learning, but, uh, you know, my duty and my purpose as a, their teacher, as their educator this year is to just really make sure that, you know, they're they're empowering one another um, and that I'm just kind of modeling that by taking care of myself and, you know, loving myself out loud. Um, that really is, you know, one of my big goals this year. So I'm really excited for the school year this year.
0: I'm happy to hear that. I really am. I'm not like I know it sounds sarcastic, but I'm happy that you're excited for this year.
1: Thanks, friend. Are you excited for this year? I am. Okay. I have
0: Windows okay. this year.
1: Oh, oh my god! It's the little things. It is. It's, it's sunshine.
0: I can see the weather.
1: You can. You can I actually. Can see the sun. You can actually do uh, weather as a part of your calendar time this year.
0: I know. I used to have to pull out, okay, we're rambling, but I used to have to pull out my phone and I was like, "Okay, guys, what did it feel like when you got out the car this morning?" But now we can we can look outside.
1: <laughs> right. That is awesome. Well, we want to thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you guys for rocking with us. Uh we are about to do this thing again <laughs> for another school year. Um Share this podcast with another educator who you think would, uh, you know, want to join this journey with us. Um, we will be releasing once a month, and you will know what that schedule is. Um, you can visit us at www.commonsensepod.com. You can send us an email at commonsensepod at gmail.com. Um, but now the real work begins. So uh, let's get it. Thank you for listening. Have
0: a great year.
1: Uh Uh-oh. Go ahead, Antonia.
0: It's okay. (laughs) You should tell them to have a great year.
1: I'm just glad you're saying goodbye this time. Okay. Okay, sorry.
0: (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Say it.
1: Oh, my. Thank you so much for listening to the Common Sense Podcast. Subscribe at our website at www.commonsensepod.com and receive the episode a day early.
0: You can also subscribe to the Common Sense Podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud. We love seeing your reviews um, and reading them, and it helps spread the message to other educators each time a review is posted.
1: Yes, and we'll see you next time.